This season of Arts and Farts is brought to you by ArtpreneurGuy.com, turning struggle into opportunity. You can go on to ArtpreneurGuy.com to get all the tools you need to take your creative business to the next level. Ever seen someone walking down the street in an outfit you just put in your cart online to purchase or you saw it in the store and you're like, I'm going to go back next week and buy it and thought, bitch, stole my look. Uh, We are going to delve deep into that feeling (laughs) of loss and resentment and as it relates to being underemployed. Because I've been seeing lately a lot of people who have advanced degrees who are not working in their field pointing or calling other people out like, you're not as qualified as me. I should be in that job. We are going to work through that feeling of being dejected and rejected or just feeling like other people are stealing your opportunities as we talk about underemployment. Welcome to episode 10 of Arts and Farts, and I'm your girl Mel, as usual. From Man Made, this is Arts and Farts. If I'm being really honest, I think that most people start off underemployed. It's like par for the course. I know when I graduated, I was definitely underemployed. I took an admin assistant gig, you know, at a think tank. And at that point, when I graduated university, I had worked at about three to four different NGOs during college, not as an intern, but as like an employee because I put myself through school. So I definitely had like six jobs the whole time. And I had been working in meetings, departments, planning conferences and big board meetings and that type of thing. And I needed to, I know I didn't want to work for somebody else full time, but I needed the money. You know, I had bills to pay, I had rent to pay. So I took this job as an admin assistant and it was boring. It was super boring. I was super underutilized. It felt like my brain was melting. And so I know that being underemployed can really leave you feeling dejected. But what I did was make a way for myself there. So I knew that I had all this experience working on meetings and conferences or whatever. And I convinced them to let me make a an event style guide for them because all of their events looked completely different. You could definitely tell who planned what event by, you know, the food that was present, the decor, the, you know, how they laid out whatever documents or whatever. So they let me do that. I ingratiated myself into working on every event that happened that while I, while I was there. But And I did that until I realized that there was really no mobility and I had to get out. Um, but I gained tons more experience during the time I was there by f- doing the work they asked me to do and then finding ways to live up to my potential in the role. Right? And so I really wondered, like, was this something that was common? So I turned to my amen corner and I asked one simple question. Have you ever been 
underemployed. So yeah, I had to send a voice note for this one. I had a degree in media and communication and I was working as an administrative assistant at a credit union. Literally, my tasks, my daily tasks were to check the mail, file it, log it into a book, um, maybe read a report, maybe type over a report, um, file a lot of filing, which is plenty, plenty filing. And yeah, and, and I got paid 3,800 and something dollars, I think it was $3,800. That, does that fit into the criteria of underemployed? I think it kind of fits into the criteria of underemployed. But one good thing about working there is that while I was doing my many days of filing, I found a newsletter that had been out of print for a couple of years. So I was able to then, you know, get permission and I started doing the newsletter um, every month or every other month for the credit union. So something good came out of it, I guess. But I think that that kind of fits your underemployed vibes. Sometimes professional growth is not about growing out of the position you're in, but growing within it. Sound like bullshit to you? Sounded like bullshit to me, too. When my boss at my second job out of university told me that when I inquired about why I wasn't being promoted, um, I had been underemployed with them for a year and a half. Yeah, I was working in the communications department. But when I interviewed for the job, we all understood myself, my boss, the head of communications, and the other interviewer who is the director of HR, all understood that I was overqualified for the job and this was going to be my foot in the door. And so when other opportunities arose, they would consider me for those opportunities and allow me to move up within the company. I took full advantage of this communications coordinator role for which I knew I was fully overqualified for. So it had a large administrative component of the job. I had to check timesheets. I had to schedule meetings and order food for meetings. And I came in at the butt crack of dawn to do those admin things so that I could take on more substantive work and take on more substantive work I did. I wrote speeches, edited speeches. I wrote articles for the magazine. I had a column in the magazine. When we had no PR director, I took over PR for the department and the organization. And so imagine my surprise and my discontentment a year and a half later, when new opportunities to move up within the department are arising, they're creating new positions, and I'm applying and applying and applying, and I'm not hearing back. And when I confronted the HR director about it, she had never got my applications because the process was to give the applications to my director, who would then forward the applications of those people she wanted to interview for the position to the HR director. And those words were the words she said to me when I confronted her about the fact that the HR director was not getting any of my applications. And it was that day that I knew I had been there long enough 
and I just needed to move on. But I didn't whine and I didn't complain. I didn't bitch to anyone there about it. I put a smile on my face. I kept coming in early. I kept leaving late. I kept growing the role that I was in and doing substantive work that added value to the department until my very last day because sometimes being underemployed is just your opportunity to show what you can and are willing to do to help yourself get to the next level it's it can be considered paying your dues when I left that job I leveled up I leveled up several times um, because that job was technically an administrative role and I went to a job where I was mid-level management. I was calling shots. I was creating my own campaigns. And I leveled up salary-wise. I was making 53% more than I was making at that job. So sometimes with underemployment, however unfair it may seem at the time, you really have to grab hold of the opportunity um, make it what you need it to be. And then when the time comes, just move on. So with those three stories exemplify mine, the second one, which was from Cindy Ann Currency, you remember her from the last episode? If you haven't listened to it, you need to go back and listen to it because she really shared a heart-rendering story about professional rejection with us. And then three was um, my sister, Michelle. What those three stories exemplified for me is that, or solidified for me, is that there are two routes that you can take when you are underemployed. There's route one, which is to dig your heels in, make yourself relevant where you are, make yourself invaluable to the team, like use it as a stepping stone, find creative ways of using your gifts where you are to shine, right? You can always add these one-off projects to your resume um, and talk them up when you go to interviews. So one, always remember what your goal is, what you went and got that degree for, what value you can bring to the workplace. Really assess whether or not you are bringing that level of value to your current workspace and how you might be able to double down and do more. Three, what really makes you relevant in your field? What would make someone relevant in your field and then identify three ways that you can make yourself relevant in your field and start working on getting those things done today. Route two is negativity. It is basically to tie yourself into what I call a single strand knot. That's when a piece of hair ties into itself several times. Um, and it's unable to become unwound, right? So the point is that the way to do that is to look at everybody around you, to compare yourself, 
to be angry with people for not hiring you, to perpetuate this cycle of negativity and to handicap yourself in this idea that there is a conspiracy not to hire you in your field. There is no conspiracy. You have to be focused and have a plan. Also remember that having a plan means having a backup plan and a backup plan for the backup plan because anything that can go wrong will go wrong, but you always have to be prepared. Just to recap, the four things you really want to consider to avoid tying yourself into a single strand knot are these. What did you intend to do with your degree? What value did you want to bring to the work environment? Two, What value do you currently bring to your work environment? And can you be doing anything different? Can you double down on it? Three, identify what relevant actually means in your field of study or in your sphere. And four, identify three things that you can do today while you're underemployed to become relevant in your field. This week's quote is, the thing about paying your dues is that you're not the one who sets the price. Alan Robert Neal. This episode of Arts and Farts was brought to you by artpreneurguide.com, turning struggle into opportunity. It was edited and produced by Melissa A. Matthews with music from bensound.com. And special thanks to Cindy Ann Currency and Michelle Matthews Morancy for telling their stories in this episode. On the next episode of Arts and Farts, it's a surprise. So you just have to tune in to hear what we have in store. See you next week. Arts and Farts is a man-made production. Thanks for listening.